All right now, whoever you are, wherever you are, gather around, listen up, because today we are talking about how you can hack your brain for business success. So get ready to strap on your helmet, hold on tight, because we are going to be taking a deep, deep dive into the science of success. Today we are going to be talking about how you can optimize your brain for peak performance so that you can achieve your wildest business dreams. We are going to be exploring the key points that every brain brain hacker should know so that you can get ahead of the game from understanding your brain's reward system to optimizing your neural rhythms and avoiding that dreaded multitasking trap. So if you're ready to take your brain to the next level, strap in, dive in, jump in, whatever you need, get ready because it's about to go down. Let's do it. All right, guys, it is time for us to hack our brains for business success. And I know what you're thinking. Sounds great. But how do I actually do this? Well, look, the first thing that I want to talk about is your brain's reward system. Now, think about this like when you're trying to train a pet, you're trying to train a dog. You've got to know what, what treats they like so that you motivate them, right? Same thing with your brain. <laughs> your, brain's a, your brain's a dog. No, <laughs> you've got to know what rewards activate that pleasure center in your noggin. That's what you need to know. So, Ask yourself, what is it that activates your brain's reward center? This is different for everybody. And we know that this comes down to one of four key categories. We say, let yourself soar because you are either after safety, you're either after autonomy, you're after opportunities, or you're after rewards. And, and rewards is that cash. Opportunities is that advancement. Safety is being able to feel like you belong. And that autonomy is that flexibility and being able to do things your own way. And they're the four main categories that we tend to want things from. And so you might be really interested in the money, give me the cash, or you might just want a, a cold drink, a, a martini at the end of, the, of a long day, or you might just want some recognition and you might like the thrill of a job really well done. Whatever it is, find out what it is and use it so that you can stay motivated and productive. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, but Dave, I'm not in sales. I'm not in a role that has these, these crazy KPIs or whatever. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you're a business leader. So you do have those things that you need to be doing. But even for people who are not in a traditional sales or target focused role, you still need to be able to set business goals for yourself. Maybe you want to improve productivity. Maybe you want to learn a new skill. Whatever your goals are in your career and that's going to help you in your life, Whatever it is, use that, find that, and use that as a source of motivation to help you stay on track. Now, let's get a little bit more technical here. Your brain's reward system is it's actually quite complex. And a lot of the time we hear about we hear about dopamine as a big trigger, that that feel-good chemical. But your brain's reward system involves a lot of different neurotransmitters and a, and a lot of different neural circuits. So yes, dopamine in particular does play a major role in the reward system, but it's not the only thing at play here. You've got serotonin, you've got oxytocin, you've got different endorphins, and these all contribute to our feelings of pleasure and reward and even social bonding and connectedness and all of these things that help us to soar. So why does any of this matter, right? Well, when you understand the underlying neuroscience of the reward system, this is going to help you to be able to better leverage it for success. Now, there's a bunch of research that has shown us that our brains respond better 
to small frequent rewards rather than one big reward at the end of a long-term goal. Now, there is research to say as well that anticipation drives us, and that's correct. But along the way, we want to get these small little reward hits, these little dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphin boosts along the way, because the best time to achieve a goal is right after you've achieved a goal. So instead of setting a big goal with a big reward at the end, break it down into smaller goals that give you smaller rewards and smaller uplifts along the way as you are tracking your progress. This is not only going to keep you motivated, but it also makes sure that you are actually making progress towards that larger goal. So take time to understand your brain's reward system. This is like a key to hacking your brain for business success. Identify what activates that reward center, use it to stay motivated, and make sure that you are rewarding yourself in a way that sets you up for long-term success. You know, maybe don't just go out for, for cake, maybe try and find rewards that light you up just as much but are going to make you a little bit healthier, a little bit more competitive in the long run as well. Uh, because it's not just as simple as that quick little dopamine hit. So think about what what is it that makes you sore? Is it safety? Is it is it opportunity? Is it autonomy? Is it, a, is it rewards? What is it? What's that thing? Now, okay, so we know that we need to set that goal at the end. Now let's talk about when we're actually doing these tasks and what we're actually doing to be successful and getting ourselves into this, not only a mindset, but a physiological state that, that allows us to be at our optimal functioning. And for this, we, we look into something called neural rhythms. Now, this is like your brain has its own beat, right? And you have to get into the groove of whatever you're doing to optimize your performance. So if you're doing tasks that require heavy problem solving, you're going to need a little bit more creativity. So you need to get into that creative groove. If you are doing things that require a little bit more focus and attention or maybe some high level decision making, we want to get that ex that executive functioning working and we want to really make sure that we're in that groove. So there's different different ways that you can optimize your neural rhythms and it depends on the tasks that you're doing. So imagine that your brain is a band and, and each band member represents a different rhythm. You've got the drummer, you've got the singer, you've got the guitarist. Now they all need to be working in and playing to the same beat um, because if one person's off, the whole performance suffers. And this is the same for your neural rhythms. They actually have different bands. This could be alpha, delta, uh, gamma. There's a, when you get into it, there's like SMR, high frequency. There's a whole bunch of different frequency bands that all need to be working together and harmonize to get you into that that right neural state for peak performance. So how do we do this? How do we actually optimize our, our neural rhythms? Well, you can do it by, there's, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. You can either be doing exercises on a daily basis, the same as a musician would be practicing their scales. You can be practicing your brain scales, right? And when we do that, that's when we're strengthening the neural pathways that we want to be using more of, and we're writing new neural pathways to help us do things better when we need them to be done better. And that's something that we can do. It's basically brain training, right? Our brains are very plastic, so it feeds into this idea of neuroplasticity. The other thing that you could be doing is prepping yourself right before you need to do that thing. So, there, so let me explain. If you 
need to be doing those creative processes like we talked about or those really high level decision making processes you can do specific exercises to optimize and to harmonize the neural rhythms that are needed for those exact things so you can give yourself a tune up right before you walk into that meeting uh, or that boardroom so that you are in the best frame of mind at the best state of peak performance for you to be successful because that's really what it's all about is giving yourself the best shot the best chance at success that's the best that you can hope for you can't hope for success every time but you can do things to improve your chances of success so if you want to improve your cognitive rhythm for a specific task uh, you might do things that involve problem solving or critical thinking if you want to improve like your emotional rhythms you might do exercises that involve mindfulness or meditation or if you want to involve motivational rhythms you might do things that involve like goal setting or visualization you know it's about lighting up the right the right regions the right structures the right neural circuits that you are going to need to be able to do that task that's in front of you it's like it's like it's like giving every set of, of the every member of the band their scales and saying go away practice your scales then let's come back together and let's play a song now i know what you're thinking eh, sounds great but i don't have time for all of this stuff i don't have time for all of these fancy exercises dave but think about this, like you're not going to stick, skip a rehearsal before a big performance. You're not going to try and learn the violin a day before you've got a big performance at the Sydney Opera House. Like you've been learning that for a long time. So if you want to give yourself the best shot at success, pay attention to your neural rhythms, tune them up, do the exercises. Like some of these exercises take like 60 seconds a day. They're not big, long things. They're things that are designed for you to fit in your normal everyday life. And when you do it, you improve long-term, your focus, creativity, decision-making, all of that stuff. But you also can get yourself into the right state of mind right before you do something that is really important. And that's a great hack to be able to get yourself in that, that right mindset. All right, so we've been talking a little bit about how to hack your brain for business success. Now I want to talk about uh, the topic of multitasking because this is something that we are all guilty of, right? Let's be real. We have all been guilty of trying to do too many things at once. Now, maybe you're trying to answer emails while you're on a conference call or you're scrolling through social media while you're writing a report. Maybe you've got a Netflix show up in the background that you're kind of half watching while you're also trying to um, do some work on, on, the, on the computer or, or I guarantee that you're probably sitting there watching something on your phone or playing on your phone while you're watching the TV. We've all been there, but it turns out that multitasking is not as effective as we once thought. People used to champion this stuff. Multitask, multitask, multitask. They would shout from the rooftops. But the great thing about science is we continually test this stuff and we find out what's right and what's wrong. And we know now that multitasking is not the savior that we once thought it was. And trying to do multiple things at once, it actually reduces your overall productivity. And not only that, it releases a whole bunch of cortisol. It, it freaks us out. It freaks our brains out and our bodies out. And it increases our stress levels and it increases our anxiety levels. And you might be like, well, but I'm great at managing my stress and anxiety. Great. 
Good on you. But you know what's better than managing it? Not having it at all. It's like trying to juggle too many balls at once. Sooner or later, if you keep on adding balls and keep on adding balls and keep on adding balls, you are going to drop one or two or all of them. So instead, focus on one task at a time so that you can optimize your brain's performance. Again, think of it like that band. Every instrument, every player is focused on playing its part on time in harmony with the rest of the band. But they're not trying to play every instrument. They're not trying to play multiple parts of the song at the same time. They're doing one thing. And when we do one thing right, and when we allow our brains to harmonize and do everything right, it's beautiful music, man. It is beautiful music. And this is where the idea of task batching can come in really handy. Because I get it. We're busy. We've all got stuff to do. There's more demands on us to work harder and longer and faster than ever before. So you can use task batching. And task batching is where we take a whole bunch of similar tasks and we put them together and we focus on getting them done for a set amount of time. So this is like a baker that goes and bakes a batch of cupcakes. They don't make a cupcake and then make a cream pie and then make a sausage roll and then make an apple pie. Like they make a batch of cupcakes right? So this is what we can do. If you do need to multitask, make sure that you're multitasking in a way that is batching up those tasks. So if you're flicking through a whole bunch of different emails and you're replying to a whole bunch of different emails at once, that's not too bad because cognitively, emotionally, motivationally, you're using the same resources for that. So we're not having to flick our brains through this on and off and on and off and on and off type of a thing. So that's okay. So if you're going to do that, like dedicate an hour in the morning to answer all of your emails or two hours in the afternoon to work on a specific project or to do a whole bunch of design work or strategy work or creative work. This approach by batching things up, it helps to reduce cognitive load on your brain. When we do this, this allows you to better use your mental resources so that you can be more efficient and you can be more focused on each task. And this makes you more productive, more effective, more efficient. And it actually allows you, and this is the key part, it allows you to consistently produce work at an excellent level because we are all capable of producing excellence but we are not all capable of consistently producing excellence. And that's the difference. And one of the things that gets in the way of this is distractions. We find it really easy to get distracted, especially in the modern world. Now, we all know that it's really easy to get sidetracked by notifications popping up on your phone or the lure, the elusive lure of that dopamine, sweet, sweet, triggering beast of a thing, social media. Now, the key is to minimize these distractions because you might be like, well, I'm great at minim- I'm great at blocking out distractions. Great, but you know what's better than using resources to, to, to avoid being distracted is to eliminate those distractions altogether. Minimize them by turning off your phone, eh? turning off your notifications, put it on do not disturb, you know, put ter- close your mailbox, your email inbox, dedicate specific times of your day for specific types of work. It's like trying to drive a car, right? And, and imagine you're trying to drive a car and somebody's constantly tapping you on the shoulder from the back seat and they're going hey can we change the station hey can we change the station hey when's the next stop when's the next stop i'm hungry i'm hungry yes i've got kids that's exactly where this is coming from i'm hungry i need to go to the bathroom i need to go to the bathroom when you do that you know 
there's a, a bit of you that these are your kids in the back seat or these are your friends if you don't have kids, whoever they are. It might be the annoying friend that's always hanging around or it might just be you. You might be this person. Whoever it is, you know, what do we want to do? We want to engage with those people. We don't want to be rude with them, but we also want them to shut up every now and then so that we can focus on what we're doing. Either way, we're going to struggle to focus on the road ahead and, and our overall driving performance, it is going to suffer and again, you might say, but I'm a really good driver. I can handle those things. Yes, you can, but you are not as effective and you are not as focused and you are not as successful as you would be if you didn't have those people in the back seat trying to bug you. So by eliminating those distractions, you're allowing your brain to fully focus on the task at hand and so that you can optimize your brain and you can have optimal functioning and you can perform at a level of excellence and at a level of peak performance. And that's the true sustainable key to success. Now, let me just sum all of this up. Multitasking seems like a great way to get more things done, right? But it's it's not an effective strategy for optimizing brain performance. So focus on one task at a time. And if you do need to multitask and get a whole bunch of stuff done, use task batching. Use task batching to do it all, or to use the same resources, use them in a better way, be more efficient. And also, block out specific parts of the day for specific types of work. Your brain is going to thank you. Your productivity, your success, your outcomes are going to thank you. Believe me. And look at that. That is it. That is it for today. We have covered a lot of serious ground on a lot of really cool stuff. How to hack your brain for business success. Um, how you can understand your brain's reward system, your neural rhythms, and also the dangers of multitasking. How you can set yourself up for peak performance and productivity and success by doing these things to get your brain in the best best state and to give yourself that best chance of success. But remember, it's not just about putting in more hours or grinding harder, faster, longer. It's about working smarter. It's about leveraging the power of your brain to achieve your goals. And let's face it, we all want to be successful in our business. That's why we're here. But we also want to enjoy the journey. We want to have a little bit of fun along the way, right? So take all of this, um, apply it to your daily routine, identify what motivates you, optimize your neural rhythms, focus on one task at a time. And when things get tough, just remember, take a deep breath, kick yourself into a bit of physical activity, whether that's stretching at your desk, going for a walk, going for a jog, something to just break the circuits and remind yourself, you got this, you, 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 are, you are capable, you can do this. And I know this all gets a little bit heavy, but guys, we want to enjoy the ride. We want to enjoy the daily daily grind of our life. It shouldn't be a grind. It should be something that we enjoy. So I'm going to leave you today with a quote from the philosopher Alan Watts. And he said, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple. And yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. So go out there, guys. Keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep living. I don't know, maybe first take a nap, have a snack, do whatever your brain needs to to recharge. But just love life. Keep living, guys. Until next time, I'll see you then. Bye now.